Hi, I'm Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. The train derailment in Ohio is causing a lot of concerns and raising many questions. Joining us next to discuss the derailment, we have Congressman Tim Burchett of Tennessee. The congressman sits on the House Oversight Committee, which is looking into the incident. The congressman also will discuss the Chinese spy balloon incursion into American airspace and the Biden administration's response to it. Congressman Tim Burchett, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Congressman, with regard to the train derailment in Ohio containing poisonous chemicals, uh, a lot of attention has now been focused on this situation. As a member of the House Oversight Committee, uh, what are you hearing and thinking right now? Well, a lot of things. Um, we're trying to figure out if, if the, the chemicals were actually mislabeled on the train. Um, you know, it's um, I'm, a, I'm a gearhead, and uh, and I saw heard somebody say something about a bearing. I think I saw a video where the, the actual wheel was was gl glowing almost and that I've seen that happen before in machinery where it's just a simple bearing but I don't um uh, you know it it always brings to mind when something like this happens was it terrorist was it something else or was it just uh it's just poor timing so I think that's that's kind of where we're at on that and um and and uh and the response to that also um you know I saw where transportation secretary Buttigieg was blaming the Trump administration. And I just thought that was kind of ridiculous. You know, they've been in charge for two years and and um, any regulations that they thought were were faulty, they should have addressed since then. So I, that's kind of fallen on deaf ears, but I'm sure that'll be played up as it always is. It's It seems to me that's that's always the playbook to blame Trump. And and I don't, I don't know why he's not, he's not in the room. I don't know why they keep bringing his name up, but I, I think I think honestly, what's going to fall? It's just um, um, faulty, um, faulty equipment. I believe is what we'll find out from all this. Congressman, you mentioned um, Secretary Buttigieg. Uh, given the the nature of this spill, when you look at the plume and the cloud, and 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 now we're hearing the aftereffects, do you believe that the federal government's response was uh, too slow up until this point? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, uh, that that's what the hearing will be about. I'm sure it will be the response time and the in um, the actual what they call the bloom of the of the um, you know. I, I know a lot of people are saying why didn't they put it out? And I know a little bit about chemical fires um, from when I was I was a county mayor, like Pete Buttigieg was. But I can remember we had a um, an incident where they were um, we were told if this this one building had caught on fire if the fire had spread to it that they'd have to let it just burn because by putting the spraying water on it would just cause cause it to be worse and get into the groundwater and they thought that burning it up would be a better solution but the problem with that is in a populated area of course is what we're seeing now is that they um they in, in fact uh, have polluted a large area and possibly endangered a lot of people and a lot of wildlife and the uh the flora and fauna of course will be paying for that for I, I assume for generations. Congressman, I'd like to uh, switch gears a little bit. You also sit on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. I uh, want to just get your reaction to the vice president's comments about not allowing the Chinese spy balloon incident uh, to interfere with U.S.-China relations. Uh, what exactly do you think she meant by this? I don't know, because, uh, you know, it's, it's clear violation of our airspace. And w again, we didn't know what was in that balloon. They um, 
they'll tell you they did and, and they'll tell you all kinds of things. But I, I think it was a complete, a complete capitulation to the Chinese. I feel like we've got some people that have, have, uh, you know, we have general Milley, for instance, during the end of the Trump administration, he, um, uh, he secretly negotiated with the communist Chinese unbeknownst to the, to the president or the administration to basically tell them that everything was fine, that he was in control. And that is the same general who told uh, President Biden that, in fact, he he not to shoot it down, because you remember early on, Biden said to take it down. And Milley said no. And to me, it feels like we've been compromised at some level. And then you take into the uh, all the, the Hunter Biden mess and his association with China and his trips to China and meetings over there um, with then Vice President Joe Biden. Um, to me, it, it raises a lot of questions. And why in the world did we not shoot that thing down? You know, Leon Panetta, who's a Democrat, very partisan Democrat, but a very decent human being, he even stated they should have dropped it in Alaska. And then to say these other balloons we're dropping them in, in, in Alaska because it's, it's uh, so we could get to the information. And before, we, we couldn't knock them down in Montana, one of the least populated states in the nation. There's so many questions that need to be answered that are not being answered. Congressman Tim Burchett, really appreciate you joining us. Thank you for having me, brother. It's been a pleasure. Earlier today, I had a chance to speak with Senator Eric Schmidt about the spy balloon and the China threat. Here's our exchange. Senator Eric Schmidt, thank you so much for joining us. Good to be with you. Senator, with the uh, Chinese spy balloon, uh, the way the president's handled it, he's seemed to have downplayed it, saying that in the grand scheme of things, uh, uh, a spy balloon entering U.S. airspace isn't the greatest deal. Uh, The vice president uh, echoing the same uh, sentiment. What's your reaction to that? Uh, I think that's completely out of touch with reality. I mean, the idea that we had a Chinese spy balloon traverse across the lower 48, the continental United States, including my home state of Missouri, uh, which is home to Whiteman Air Force Base, where the B-2 stealth bomber is located, Uh, the NGA, the National Geospatial uh, Intelligence Agency near St. Louis, uh, and a bunch of other installations, including nuclear missile silos in the Dakotas, uh, is a huge fail and um, should have never uh, been allowed to happen. It should have been shot down over Alaska, and it could have been. Um, So I think downplaying is a huge mistake and uh, really minimizes the threat that China poses to the United States, which is our chief adversary. What are you hearing, if anything, from your constituents, from the folks in Missouri when it comes to this issue? And is there a clear policy right now that we have toward China? Well, uh, people are concerned. I mean, it was literally floating over you know, the state of Missouri. I mean, people were taking pictures of it, um, video of it. And I think it's deeply concerning that, again, communist China had a spy balloon floating across the United States over critical military installations. Of course, this is on the heels of a disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan where lives were lost, uh, billions of dollars with equipment left behind, a president that refuses to secure our southern border, lectures us about the sovereignty of other countries' borders, but not our own, and now we had our airspace violated in a significant way. So people are very concerned, and I think that uh, now hopefully is an opportunity for the country to come together, I don't care what your political party is, to recognize that China is a real threat, a serious threat. They're modernizing their military in a way that we've never seen before. This was very aggressive, and I don't think it can be overstated. This was a brazen violation of U.S. sovereignty and airspace that we ought to take very seriously. I want to ask you about uh, some legislation that you co-sponsored and introduced, which is called the SPIES Act 
protecting America from spies specifically geared toward the Chinese Communist Party. Why did you introduce it? What does the bill aim? These are critical military installations that, you know, uh, the Chinese, you know, have made it very clear, the, the CCP has made it very clear that they have um, um, very direct aims on gaining global dominance. And the idea that we would let them buy land near critical military installations is nuts, and so that's what that act is designed to prevent. One of their, um, you know, I guess strategies, if you will, is taking advantage of one of our greatest strengths, which is our freedom, mm -hmm. via our open society. We're not able to do a lot of the things they're able to do in this country. How difficult is that to essentially combat? Well, I mean, look, uh, the beating heart of our Constitution is the First Amendment. People in this country, we resolve political disputes um, with debate, right? And the First Amendment's this pressure release valve. There's no question, and they're not the first to try to exploit that. But I think as a country, as long as we are intent on preserving that, um, you know, for example, one of the, you know, as Attorney General, we were, I filed the lawsuit that really exposed this collusion between big government and big tech to silence speech, to silence conservatives. That has no place in the United States of America. Um, so I think that, you know, a robust First Amendment protection is really important. Now, however, um, with TikTok is a very different thing as, you know, they are exporting to this country essentially spyware. And that's what this is. And so uh, TikTok is gaining critical data on Americans, young Americans, older Americans, and uh, it's a real concern. When it comes to China, there's, you know, also serious concerns about their human rights violations. Yeah. Right before our interview, I showed you a video of a Falun Gong practitioner who was tortured. Um, it's not a rare case for this to happen, but it's actually rare for a video to emerge. China's a closed society, so this is actually just more evidence uh, that people don't really get to see that often. How serious of an issue is this? Well, there's, I mean, numerous human rights violations happening every day in China. I mean, they have concentration camps. I mean, this is not a free and open society. It's not a, a, a republic or a democratic uh, government. This is a dictatorial, brutal regime hell-bent on maintaining power and control. And you saw what they were doing, you know, after, of course, um, the most plausible theory, and I filed the lawsuit against China for releasing the coronavirus on the world. Um, but, you know, at the Wuhan lab, you know, their, uh, their lockdown methods there were brutal, uh, you know, basically welding people into their homes. You see, you know, uh, what's been happening recently with that. But clearly the human rights violations are open and obvious and more people ought to be speaking out about this. And I think that, uh, um, you know, America is a place where people can pursue their dreams and live their lives. And we have to stand in stark opposition to that, what's happening right now with the communists in China. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.